Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bon, and this is a podcast about video game news, speculation, reviews, and whatever else I feel like chatting about. This week, we'll be talking about how 2022 was for gaming, the games I played this year, some Mass Effect updates, and some other gaming stuff. Let's get into it. A few things before we get started. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, and if you're on Spotify or iTunes, please review the show. On YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment with your thoughts, or just say hi. A huge thanks to supporter level patrons PK the Dawn and Cage Nephilim, and a special thanks to producer level patron Hassan. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, please uh, check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel. This now includes free uh, ad-free episodes. Gaming news. Let's get into it. Um, so 2022, it was a uh, interesting year for gaming, right? Um, I wanted to talk about this for two reasons. One, uh, it's the week before Christmas. There's no news. There's nothing to talk about that, that happened this week. Um, that's just the way it works, right? Um, and two, uh, next week, I want to talk about what I think will happen next year. Um, but this week, I kind of wanted to do just a little retrospective. Uh, this episode may not even be that long. Um, but this year was weird. Um, we're in the uh, kind of... Uh, recovery from COVID and things like that. That's something that obviously really significantly impacted the video game industry as well as literally everything in the world, right? Um, with video games being pretty low on the totem pole of importance, but being important to us, to, to likely anyone who's listening to this, games are important, right? And so what we've heard for multiple years now is, oh yeah, this game got delayed, that game got delayed, uh, you know, COVID, economy, whatever. And 2022 was one of the first years where it seemed like that was starting to pull back. Some games came out, uh, a lot didn't. Um, and, and it was just an interesting year. Um, so with releases, um, you know, the big story is either, is either Feast or, or Fathom, right? If you're Sony with Horizon, with God of War, you know, it was it was a feast year. It was a good year. If you're Nintendo with their litany of first party or exclusive games or you were Xbox and you literally had nothing from a in-house studio point of view. Right. And what's interesting about it is that for someone like me, who's an Xbox player and PC, I guess I noticed, but I didn't really. The vast majority of the gaming I do is third party anyways. And from a third party perspective, I think everyone feasted well. I think the th the big AAA experiences were fairly few and far between. Obviously, Elden Ring was the main one. But the indie and like double A space just filled in so well and it was really cool so um 
you know the delays were were a bummer for an xbox gamer like myself um obviously uh rough with starfield especially getting delayed as well as uh like redfall and things like that um it's it's really interesting just to there's gonna be a point where the game the the delayed games are going to run into the games that didn't get delayed and we're going to have a year that's going to be crazy and if you look at the release schedule for 2023 again we'll get more into it next week i think next year is probably that year i think there's games that should have come out this year that didn't that definitely will next year and there's games that were going to come out next year that will still come out. If you look at the release calendar right now for 2023, just the first half, it's crazy. It, it really is nuts. And so um, the, the delays have been rough. Like I said, as an Xbox person, like, you know, the, the most recent story was the lack of Xbox announcements at the Game Awards. Um, But that's kind of a microcosm of the whole year. Um, You know, they've had lots of really great exclusives. They they made Game Pass more valuable than ever. Um, I'm not unsatisfied as an Xbox gamer, but that's also because I don't need, like, first-party titles to be happy. I'm perfectly happy to play third-party games because... You know, especially in years past, I was a big Ubisoft gamer. Uh, now I'm probably more of like an EA uh, aficionado. Um, it's just really interesting. Um, this year was interesting, uh, and I think next year is going to be like buck wild. Um, so for games I played this year, I made a, a little list. There are some games that I that came out last year, but. I played a lot this year, so um, Fall Guys is one that uh, I believe it came to Xbox this year, and that's why it was a big deal to me. It's everything I hoped, and it had a pretty big resurgence, and it was a lot of fun. I, I had I think Fall Guys is great. It's actually the first game that my child um, has shown a lot of interest in, and it's pretty common now for her to get home uh, from from my from her sitters, and while I'm finishing up work her pull up the extra desk chair that's behind me and take a controller that doesn't even have batteries and we'll sit there and play a few rounds of fall guys um she just loves it it's really cool um the vaunted vampire survivors right um this is a game that i have a weird relationship with it's a game i've played a ton of and i think is really good but it's also a game that I think is like hyper overrated. And um, when I saw like game of the year talk, it like took me aback. It, it made no sense to me because it's really cool, but you know, it's probably not even top five for me this year as much as I loved it. Um, but it was one of those indie titles that came out of nowhere and took up a lot of my time and I had fun doing it. And at the end of the day, if that's what a game does for you, I think you're happy, right? So um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, um, I hadn't played a Call of Duty since the last Modern Warfare in 2019, 
and it was great. I loved the single player. I thought it was a lot of fun. The multiplayer was great. I hit like level 68 before uh, before uh, DMZ and Warzone came out big. Um, and, and I've dropped off of it, but I got my money's worth. And I'm sure I'll dabble back and forth. Um, it's a great game. Uh, it's, it's a game that is exactly what I expected it to be. And that's okay. Uh, Battlefield 2042. The embattled uh, game trying to, to crawl back. Uh, I believe it came out late last year. Um, and it, it was rough when it came out. But this year has been really good for that game. And it's really frustrating for me to see a lot of big names in the gaming uh, like commentary world still like kind of dunk on it because you can tell they either never played it or haven't played it in probably a year and and that's a bummer because it's a good battlefield game at this point um and it's only gonna get better with uh, planned updates they it seems obvious that 2042 was supposed to be a different game and then late in development they were like eh, we need to go back to the old the old way of doing things but there were such fundamental changes to the game that they couldn't get rid of. Like, I think it was obviously supposed to be like a BR game, a battle Royale purely. And that's why we see like the characters instead of classes and stuff like that. And there's just stuff they couldn't get rid of in time and that they slowly are getting rid of. They're even bringing back classes. So uh, 2042, if you're a battlefield fan and you don't have it, if you can get it cheap, you should. I think it's incredible. Um, lots and lots of fun. And I, I jump in every time there's a new season that comes out. Uh, I, I think it's well worth it, at least to me. A Playtale Requiem was a big one for me this year. That was my game of the year, and it really wasn't close. Um, the The relationships, the characters, the voice acting, the music, the visuals, the gameplay... The story, the ending, like just so good to me. This is a game that's often referred to as like a double A game. Um, I really think that this stepped up to like a triple A fair. Um, I'm really excited to see what Tima Sobo does moving forward, the developer. Um, it does hint at the end of the game to what the a potential third game could be. And if it is what it is hinted to be, super cool. Um, so I'm definitely keeping a very close eye on them. Um, that game really dug into my chest, got its grip on my heart, and then just ripped it out with the ending in a good way. Um, just an absolute, in my opinion, masterpiece of a game, even with some of its flaws. Um, just so good. Just so good. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, again, obviously didn't come out this year, but had a resurgence this year with Edge Runners. I actually got into it before Edge Runners and, and kind of got back into it, started playing it. And it's a game that I am happy to say I enjoyed. It's, it's a game I will say still feels a mile wide and an inch deep. Um, so, you know, that is what it is, I guess. But just, um, it's been interesting seeing the journey of that game. I I initially was really antagonistic towards it because I felt like it created most of its own problems. If that game came out with the issues it had and hadn't like promoted itself the way it did, I think it 
wouldn't have got as much backlash but they really tried um to in, in even like in a mocking way kind of like really tooted their own horn which made their subsequent really rough release like even more like kind of cringeworthy and um i'm i'm glad that they've got it they're getting that figured out but it's it's just that game will never meet the expectations even as good as it is now um i'm curious about this dlc i'll play it for sure i just um it's a i i hope cyberpunk is a lesson not just to cdpr but to all game devs that um you know you you, you gotta you can't just talk the talk you gotta walk the walk so a game that definitely walked the walk was cult of the lamb um i actually never finished it but i played a lot of it and i love that game um i'm not super good at the combat in those type of games so i definitely struggled to actually finish the game um but like probably my second favorite game of the year just the music is so good the 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 aesthetic the graphic style is so cute and terrifying um the systems within the game all the little interactions and stuff just just very good uh cult of the lamb definitely a game to play if you haven't already and um definitely one that i'll think of fondly as time goes on um the same can be said for as dusk falls uh, just such a banger like for that telltale style of game uh, I've only played through one version of it. I need to go back and do more, but like it got me attached to characters to ways I didn't think I would and just very, very good. Um, some people didn't care for the, the like kind of stop motion almost uh, style uh, of the visuals, but I loved it. I thought it was great. So um, definitely one to check out if you haven't. Um, Sniper Elite 5 was a game I played a lot of for a very short time. And I'm just, I just don't love, I don't like stealth games that much, uh, but had a lot of fun with that game for the short time I played it. Uh, the same can be said for Tunic. Um, Tunic is like so cute. Uh, its guide system is so interesting. Um, but it just, I'm just not super good at those games in a cult of the lamb kind of way. And I just kind of lost interest, even though you can basically turn on like a God mode and just blow through the game. Um, that didn't feel right either. And then finally, as you would expect, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It's it's now been over a year and a half um, since that came out. Uh, in this year, I, I played Mass Effect more than any other game. If you put all the other games combined together, I probably still played Mass Effect probably twice as much. Just, it's got me. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the next game. I'm, I've really been enjoying covering all the little bits and pieces and speculation for the next game, which makes playing the trilogy just that much more fun to try to suss out little details and find little things to, to speculate about and stuff. Um, yeah, lots of fun. Um, just such a great game. Uh, if you haven't played it yet and you pay attention to my con my content, you really should. You should. It, it's not even that expensive at this point. So, uh, so yeah, so those were the majority of the games I played. I did dive back into like Company of Heroes 2. Uh, there's a third game coming next year. And so I delved back into that. I do like that game a lot. I like that series a lot. So I'm definitely interested to see um, 
to, to kind of see what that next game is going to look like because I didn't love a lot of the changes with two. I think I still probably prefer Company of Heroes one, uh, but I'm hoping that maybe they learn some lessons there and we see more. Um, and then on the podcast, the, the, the podcast is kind of a, a second story um, to talk about. Um, the, the podcast w- w- is interesting. I think I've changed the, a lot this year. I've experimented a lot. Um, the listenership has pretty much stayed the same. I, I would say I, we've probably had some minor growth overall, which is all I can ask for. Um, the, the big thing this year was interviews. Uh, I think um, talking to Mark Dara, talking to Yannick from the Division 2, having N7 Legend on a couple times, um, th- those were really good experiences, and I'm really glad I did that. It's a thing people have asked for for a long time. Um, I really wish I would have done it earlier. I, I think um, some of the loss of viewership and especially supporters that we've suffered uh, on the podcast would have probably been headed off by doing the interview so- sooner because, um, you know, whether y- you may enjoy talking, uh, hearing me talk once a month about this stuff or once a week uh, about news and speculation and stuff, but those actual conversations are there's a reason there aren't that many popular solo podcasts, right? Uh, people want to hear interaction. And so um, I plan on continuing that next year. Um, I already have a handful of interviews either scheduled or in the talks um, to happen. And so I'm excited about that. Um, as for the future of the show in general, um, I'm really excited to keep doing it. It should stay a weekly gaming news show. I'm excited to cover. I'm hoping all these crazy games that come out next year will make it very easy to put together stories to talk about. And uh, I'm excited to do that. So I hope you're excited to stick it out with me. Uh, for some very basic bits of news, um, if you're an Escape from Tarkov fan, uh, there is a pending wipe that should happen any day now. Uh, a wipe in that game is where they essentially reset your account to zero and you start all over uh, with nothing and you do all of the tasks and stuff again. When they do wipes, they tend to introduce new maps, big new mechanics, things like that. Um, and so that should be coming soon. If you ever catch my streams, I'll probably stream that a bit. Um, Tarkov is a game I prefer to play offline because it's very stressful. And so it's hard for me to stream it. Um, But yeah, that's happening and I'm excited for it. Uh, We had Vampire Survivors DLC. Um, This is where I have to admit a bunch of ignorance. I bought it. I downloaded it. I can't find any of this content and I feel real dumb. Um, I've seen other people talk about it and say that it's not like revolutionary, but it just adds more vampire survivors and that's great. So I'm very excited for them and I will be excited for myself when I eventually find out how to play it. (laughs) So, so there's that. Uh, and then mass effect, um, I, I'm, I'm doing a series of videos right now where I break down smaller parts of the N seven day reveals. Uh, so this week, um, I had a video about one of the pieces of concept art probably being Ilium from the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, I also did a video on a bit of Citadel um, uh, concept art that has a planet in it, which it shouldn't. 
uh, and kind of talked about why that's important and what it may mean. Um, so if you're interested in Mass Effect updates, definitely be sure to check out my YouTube channel and pay attention to my Twitter. Um, it's Bond Diesel for both of those. Uh, the only bit of news is I did check today and just, I think yesterday, BioWare had four uh, kind of generic listings on their website. They now have one that looks like it's from like seven years ago. Uh, it looks like they deleted the other listings and maybe this one popped up on accident because it's talking about working on Anthem. Um, and I don't think they're working on Anthem right now, just to be uh, totally honest. All right. And so that's the majority of the news we have for this week. Um, for some listener questions, uh, per usual, we have Master Prime. Um, if you have any gaming related questions, topics or news that you want me to talk about, uh, jump into my discord and ask uh, in the appropriate room there. Uh, I will talk about during the next episode or you can hit me up on Twitter as well. Uh, Master Prime asked uh, thoughts on Battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite's pro uh, performance this year. Um, I think 2042 made a lot of improvements. Um, I don't know anything about their player base, but from a game perspective, I think that they may not be back where it needs to be necessarily, but very close. And I think that they'll find a good audience until the next game does come out in a couple of years. Uh, as for Halo, it's weird. It feels like it kind of stabilized, especially getting Forge mode out and stuff like that. But it just seems like it was it's it might be too little too late to gain like huge appeal again um it's halo so i'm sure it will have like decent numbers acceptable numbers but that um that huge influx that they had with the free-to-play multiplayer and with the initial release of the single player that part of the experience was missing so much of of what you expect that even though it's coming now a year later i it's probably too late for that but for the people who are really interested in halo and for the devs who are working on it um i hope them success like i wish them success i hope people come back i hope i'm wrong um and even if i'm right i think they'll still have a big enough community to sustain that game um, but i really hope infinite turns into a big um a big notepad of lessons of uh, what not to do next time uh, and then uh, Master Prime also asked about my favorite episodes of the year. It was the interviews for sure. Um, probably the end seven day uh, podcast as well. And then stuff like around like Summer Game Fest, the Game Awards. Uh, this coming year we'll have like E3. Um, any of the Ubisoft shows, the Xbox shows. Uh, I enjoy all of those episodes a lot. But I think the interviews for sure have... Um, um, if I felt like I had the time and the organization to have a, a second person as a host, I would do it. Um, I just, I don't have the time and the scheduling of this podcast is weird. Like today I had to delay 30 minutes to get my my daughter to stay in bed. If I had a guest host, you know, or an, or a co-host that wouldn't work for them. Right. So, uh, but yeah. Um, I really appreciate it. So Master Prime, thank you for the questions all year. Um, everyone else who's asked throughout the year, I appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, make sure to keep, um, to keep hitting me with questions as, uh, as the next year comes along. Uh, as for content updates, um, I updated my merch a bunch uh, on streamlabs.com slash bondiesel slash merch. There should be links in all of my stuff. Um, 
I, I, I did some, I think, kind of cool designs, um, some really basic stuff as well. Um, if you want to help support uh, the show, my other content, if you just want some kind of unique merch uh, for a, a, a person you get to interact with, um, check that stuff out. I have the prices where I, I can only make uh, $2 on each item. So it's not like I'm making a fortune. And that also makes like the mugs like 10 bucks or 12 bucks. Uh, it makes the t-shirts, I think like less than 20. Um, and they're nice t-shirts, like the actual t-shirts are great. And then I think my designs are fine, right? Um, so be sure to check those out. Um, like I said before, next week, I'm still doing a show next week um, for the last week of the, um, of the year. And uh, it's gonna be a look forward. So I'm excited for that. If any news drops next week, I guess I'll talk about it, but I don't expect that to happen. So, so it's a short one this week. Um, I have a, a Christmas Eve and Christmas coming up and three different family gatherings and it's going to be crazy. So, um, you know, I'll be a little busy, but I do plan on putting out videos, podcasts. You know, I'll still be around. Um, I just may not be quite uh, as around until like Wednesday, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see. Okay, well, to wrap this thing up, uh, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you're on Spotify or iTunes, please rate the podcast. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment down below, even if it's just to say hello. You can find me all over the internet as Bond Diesel, including on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and over on Twitch. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show and my other content, as well as getting ad-free episodes of this podcast, check out patreon.com slash Bond Diesel. There are one, five, and ten dollar tiers to get in on. That is all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.